0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're, you're about, about to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 52 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with the end of part two Battle Tendency.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the tendency to battle. Oh, I couldn't come up with a better pun. Wow. <laughs>
0: Wow, 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 wow <laughs> That was horrible. But also, oh my God. you know, kind of great in its own way.
1: Yeah. So, um first and foremost, uh we wanted to go ahead and uh jump in with the suggestions. Um I've gotten 3 so far, 2 via email, um and one via direct message over Twitter. Uh the first one that was direct message over Twitter was Boogie Pop Phantom. Um uh-huh. somebody uh heard us talking about that and they were like i love that show um i have never ever watched that show um, i watched so it several
0: super... years ago and i mostly remember kind of what was going on it was it's really <laughs> fucked up it's not like scary in the way that i was expecting it to be but it's pretty fucked up
1: yeah um the uh second uh suggestion that we got was via email from uh kiske urahara which i am sure is an alias because Man, if a character from Bleach is actually writing me, I will be uh, weirded out. I feel like um, that would be kind were... of
0: like a version of the big time for an anime podcast. <laughs> so.
1: Anyways, um, they suggested Full Metal Panic. Um, I've heard about Full Metal Panic. Um, they said it's a, a, a comedy, um, so that sounds cool. I've never actually watched it before. Um, yeah. I think I've only seen it sort of in passing, so that would be a cool one. I'm um, aware and of then, it,
0: but yeah, not, I don't know anything about it either.
1: Yeah, and then our last one is from uh, Ranma, which uh, makes me think that that is another person doing an alias yeah, we're as really a character. Really hitting a big now, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one, uh, this one has two suggestions inside of it. Um, the first one is called, I believe it's called Level E. Um, it's it's got, like, a long explanation of what's going on inside of it, so I'll let Blake check that out afterwards. Um, and it's uh, the next one. It looks like... What is it? Um, Do-do-do. The Irresponsible Captain Talor. Um It's a 26-episode anime series that sounds like it is super obscure. Um, yeah, so I haven't heard I'm, of I'm either Interesting. Of those. Yeah, so I'm super interested in these super obscure ones, and I, I love it when people, like, suggest those, um, because even if we're not going to watch them on this podcast, I am definitely going to check them out. Um, I usually accept and- people's recommendations, uh, even if I think it might not be up my alley, just because I I appreciate other people that watch anime, unless you're watching, um, uh, you know, Black Clover, and then you're bad at anime.
0: Yeah, like maybe read Um, Black Clover if you want to consume that shit, but um, it's like, yeah, it's cool because then we also expand our repertoire, so while we're talking about things, we can make references to stuff, and that means that, you know, there's more stuff we will know about, which means there's more of a chance for us to pique your interest in something that maybe you didn't know about or that you might want to revisit.
1: So I am I am I am leaning towards one so far um, in that I, I really want to do a horror series. So I, I do I do really really want to watch Boogie Pop Phantom. Um, but I I also very much appreciate the super obscure ones. So I'm gonna do a little bit more digging onto them and like find out what they're about. Um, they and, could also be scary. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, and then the other one I, I definitely, definitely wanted to check out is uh, Full Metal Panic. I'm going to be watching even if I'm I am not watching it for this because I've been told over and over again that I should check it out. And it's yeah, that's good. the only
0: it's, one from that list that I know for sure is streaming right now. So um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to check them out and end see. end up being what's, it. <laughs> yeah, that might be the deciding vote if that is indeed the only one that's readily available but yeah we'll we will definitely be checking those things out as we said uh, it's easier for us to stream it is more likely to win if it's a shorter series and or if it is a series with a tone change from the ones that we've got right now because we want to keep things interesting but uh, you are more than welcome to vote on anything that you want um obviously we haven't heard of some of these things and as you can see that makes us about as excited as the things that we have heard of that we might want to visit for the first time or revisit so um, we're pretty open um, and we will obviously make the last choice but we definitely want to hear from you guys on what you would like to hear from us and that's coming up really soon that's the week after the next one um, also, technically, I think we will open it up to people. If you would like us not to con- continue with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure*, let us know that you would like us to switch to something else. Um, for my part, I am really excited about Part Three, so you probably won't get us to change. But if you want us to, please let us know, and uh, we will Wait, definitely. Wait, is
1: Part Three is Part Three uh, the Star Ones? Uh, whatever it's Stardust called? Crusaders,
0: oh. I think that's. Oh. F- five but i might be wrong but part three is where they introduce stands for the first time and i'm Mm. really excited about that so uh but it is um it is technically open season at the end of a jojo's arc so um please let us know if you are also excited about that or if you're super not excited about that and what you are excited about instead
1: Cool. So let's go ahead and uh, jump in with our uh, episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that we are covering this week. But first, previously on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
0: Yeah, we've got a couple of characters to establish. We have our um, two major protagonists. That is JoJo. Um, what is it? Jo- it's Jonathan Joestar. Is that right? But he goes by JoJo? Yeah. And that might be the first one, or it might be both of them. I'm not sure. And then Lisa Lisa, who is his teacher. She looks like she's in her 20s, but she's actually in her 50s. She is a savant in the, this world's uh, basically magic system, which is called Hammon, which is kind of like Chi life energy, generic magic, except that it's based specifically off of um, controlling your breathing. So uh, that becomes relevant here and there. Um, this is also a world that has vampires and other undead things. So we have two major characters from that side, which is Wemu and Cars. Um, they're pretty similar. Wemu fights using wind cars, fights using, he's sort of fights using light, but it's mostly blades. Uh, and, um, they are sort of vampires. We had, we had what was essentially vampires and their thralls in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part one. Um, and in this adventure, adventure we basically have the progenitors of vampires so these guys have a lot of the same restrictions but they seem to be generally more powerful and generally more able to do stuff um they were kind of called the pillar men because they were found in this big slab of stone and revived from that and um so yeah it seems like they are progenitors to the vampires but they can't go out in the sunlight and Um, They have a couple of other vampire-style restrictions, such as that they are particularly weak to Hamon. So um, they kind of function the same for the purposes of the story, but they are technically different, and um, will differentiate themselves a little bit more in these final episodes of Part 2. There's also something called the Redstone of... I think it's called Aja, A-J-A. It is... um, It's an important MacGuffin for the... The characters, um, our protagonist Lisa Lisa, has it. Um, the antagonists Wemu and Cars want it. Um, it is because when combined with this stone mask that turns people into vampires, it will create the ultimate being. Um, it, it's basically going to unlock uh, a lot of potential in these people, and also remove the daylight restriction from them. So they want to get it and combine it with this mask so that they can turn perfect and uh there's also a prophecy about these guys that involves the redstone in their defeat so it's important for the protagonist to keep it around rather than destroying it or hiding it because they may need it eventually um these guys have been through a lot they are now in the final confrontation stages um they're going to have a a conflict between jojo and wamu and then follow that up with a direct conflict between lisa lisa and cars and they're about to start that conflict when we last left them off, the challenge that Jojo and wemu are going to be facing off in is a chariot race. Except they're not actually racing; they're just riding around in chariots. Um, so I don't really get that, but uh, they're about to start, and they have chariots pulled by vampire horses, which is just a fun detail that's not super relevant. And uh, that's where we're going to pick up with episode twenty-two. And we'll be going through episode 26 today, which is, again, the end of JoJo's Part 2.
1: So you say that, but I, I have questions. Anyways, um, so we are in uh, JoJo's episode number 22, The True a true warrior, yeah, a true warrior. Uh, I got a rocky start there, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, um, so they are racing around in circles, and it is revealed what like the uh, the the whole thing about this race. They keep on saying over and over again, they're like, it's not a race; it's a fight to the death. Um, yeah, and in the form of, of, the of things- a race, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and one of the things that they're going to do is that these vampires that are hanging around the edge, they're going to be introducing a weapon in every single lap that they take around it. And they tell you, like, at the start of it, how fast these horses are, just to remind you how ridiculously fast they're going to be going. Even though, so many of, times, Jojo's going to fall vampirism. out of his fucking
0: chariot. Yeah. yeah so so I don't many know what times the rules Jojo are. falls out. <laughs> the rules seem to be that it's a fight to the death. But it's being filtered through this, like, chariot race around... it's And it's done in, like, that the oval track, like you see in, I don't know, Ben-Hur, or, like, you know, track meets these days. But, like, uh, the race isn't the point, but each lap they get a new weapon introduced, so there is sort of a relevance to, like, how quickly they go around, because they might get to the weapon faster. I, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> I mean the cynic in me thinks that this is this writer just kind of throws shit at the wall each week and sees what sticks and he's just kinda of writing from the seat of his pants because several times he seems to contradict himself and so if I were going with that impulse I would say that he thought that it would be cool idea to do a race and then couldn't figure out how to do a race so it actually became a battle to the death. Uh, because again yeah. jojo is going to fall out of his chariot several times and the first time it happens it's specifically after another character notes that if his chariot is destroyed he loses and then it, his chariot is destroyed and he falls to the ground and he still continues the fight so i don't know it ultimately it's going to be fight to the death and that's what's going to happen
1: yeah so it's going to ultimately not really matter very much at all yeah except but that's for what's going on. uh except for it's super important at the very start in order to go super fast so that you can get to the first weapon which is a giant sledgehammer. So yeah. Jojo in the least convincing thing uh, I've ever seen. It's so he goes transparent, down to right? move he moves some rocks away from his wheel and he's like you don't you want to move the debris and uh, his his enemy that he's fighting against uh, Wamu is just like, I don't care about that. And then they start racing, and he's like, Oh, I'm stuck on a rock. How could you have ever conceived this plan <laughs> and put so a rock stupid. underneath my wheel? It's very stupid. Anyways, JoJo's going to get to the sledgehammer and put some oil on it in a super homoerotic fashion. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I Honestly, like I feel ashamed because I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the... He's rubbing up the shaft
1: of this uh, the sledgehammer with some oil.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but yeah, the basically the uh, we have seen earlier that oil conducts hamon energy. This is also true for water, um, and so JoJo is doing this in or he's he's oiling that shaft so that he can send his energy through it. And then he's going <laughs> to smash into Wemu's uh, um cart and, oh my God. and win. Uh, oh, my God. So
1: everything about this is ridiculous. <laughs> this show is the most ridiculous, like, uh, weird homoerotic show I've ever watched.
0: Yeah, but, I, you know, I have a lot of gripes that I have voiced many times about this show. But I thought these episodes were like pretty decent there were a lot of times that i rolled my eyes at like like so jojo they talk a lot of shit about how important it is to get to the weapon first and then as soon as jojo tricks him in the least convincing way he gets to it first and the second he has it when like but secretly i wanted you to get to it first and i'm like okay well then why were you upset that you couldn't go forward the writer is just making stuff up as he goes along and is also so inconsistent that like it's written as it's written like marvel comics in the early 90s like things aren't consistent from panel to panel this show like contradicts itself from moment to moment but it's relatively engaging anyway so i'm gonna give it a pass this week but yeah jojo gets the hammer and then Wemu thinks to himself that he doesn't care that jojo once they got the hammer and in fact bland it this way and mm-hmm. uh, and then, then he's like,
1: the reason I didn't want that is so that I could ram my arm into this pillar that's holding up some stuff, break it in half, and then have a giant log to hit your chariot with. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like which it's he like, immediately yeah, you, does you, you.
1: You totally planned that, bro. Right? <laughs> like,
0: you, yeah that that sick improvisation there is definitely what you had planned. There's actually a lot of that. Each of these episodes has some sequence where a character basically says or reveals that they had planned for things to go the way that they went, but the way that they went was so fucking improbable that there's no way. So yeah, no, we'll I... see a lot more of that. So Wemu smashes JoJo to the ground and then it's like, oh no, JoJo's gonna get run over by the vampire horses. It's just great every time you see it. And then uh he doesn't because he like catapults him off of the thing that holds them together. And the, now he's on the back of the horse and he's gonna smash the chariot but Whamu's not in the chariot anymore because now he's inside the horse because I forgot that they can do that, but they can totally do that.
1: (laughs) If you're thinking to yourself, man, this show doesn't make any sense,
0: you're You're correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just kept thinking, though. I was like, you know, if we were starting our show now, like, our intro thing, I think, wouldn't be as much about, like, you making up some fucking bullshit about what we're talking about that day. But it would be like trying to find ridiculous anime-only style things in the episodes and being like, this is what happens. Welcome to anime. And this show is the quintessential that shit. Like, it is just craziness. It's it's fucking wild. And it's a lot. It's hard to yeah. stomach, even for us.
1: So, the whole time that they're going to be doing this, by the way, um, we're going to be cutting back and forth between um, their, the master... Of all of these characters who is named Cars. And he is going to be talking to Lisa, Lisa, and they're gonna be having the most dramatic conversation. And also Cars is gonna be so cocky, and he's gonna pick up a glass of wine at this point, and he's gonna be like, Oh, well JoJo, he's not gonna be able to do anything at this point. He's going to get shot with this weird air blast thing that my my friend Wamu keeps on doing. And as soon as he reaches for his uh, uh his hammer and tries to break the horse in half with the hammer, which is what he's going to try to do as Jojo, yeah, which is I wish like to do
0: cuz I want to see that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he swings the hammer down and uh Wamuu jumps out of the horse um and he like shoots a blast at Jojo. We cut away from that. There's more bullshit back and forth. And then Lisa Lisa's like, you're not very observant. You didn't know that Jojo had planned for this. Yeah. And then you have a very dramatic drop of a glass that's full of, I don't know, like sparkling wine or something. It's probably like sparkling
0: grape juice or something. (laughs) You know, you don't want to get too woozy before a fight. But yeah, it's like there's at least two, maybe three cutaways, which are essentially the same scene, which is cars going, oh, your boy's fucked now. And then Lisa Lisa not saying anything. And then Cars explaining why he's royally fucked. And then Lisa Lisa being like, you didn't look at that close enough. Look again. And then it cuts back to the fight and Jojo's okay. So, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. So Jojo, the thing that happens is that Wamuu has this ability called divine sandstorm, where he basically spins his arms around so fast that it creates a whirlwind. And then he punches you with it. So he does that. And they're like, nobody has ever survived a direct hit from Divine Sandstorm. And this is like the cutaway to Cars where he's talking shit about that. And then Lisa Lisa's like, look again. (laughs) Or like, there's like a series of videos on YouTube that's like, look closer. Look closer. And it's like making fun of nature documentaries. It totally makes me think of that. Anyways, so uh, the hit was not actually direct because actually what had happened was... Jojo took the reins from the vampire horses and wrapped it around Wamuu's arms as soon as he brought both of them out of the horse and charged it with Hamon. So instead of getting hit with the attack, he actually severed Wamuu's arms almost all the way off and I guess jumped away for dramatic effect. So now Wamuu is like in a fucking fugue state because his arms have almost been severed and I guess his like... Identity as a warrior has been challenged by the fact that this move of his failed, um, Uh which is super melodramatic and also not going to stick because he's going to he's going to come out of the fugue state. And Spencer, how does he get himself out of that fugue state? Well, he's got a switch in his brain
1: that people have uh, that that makes it to where you know you can go into like hyper mode. It happens in like basketball uh, or yeah. other kind of sports it lets you where there are like,
0: mistakes that you've made. Yeah, to sort of get over your personal fears and, and concerns. And
1: you all you have to do is just rip your eyeballs out, uh-huh. which is what fucking Wamu does. And then he's just like, it's okay though, because I got a hole in my head and I yeah. can feel the wind with the hole in my head.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> sticks a fucking, well, it's not a hole. It's a horn that comes out of the hole and <laughs> cars has one too. As I, we may have seen this before, we might've seen it with their other, the other dude, SEDC who's been dead for a minute, but like, these guys have horns coming out of their heads and they're like fucking unicorns running around. And I don't get it. I, but whatever, that's their deal. So his horn lets him sense wind currents. So he's kind of like Daredevil right now where he doesn't need to see because he can tell where you are based on like how you're interacting with the wind. Uh, and also, it's time for lap two because there's a new weapon coming into the race. And one of the weapons is... A small crossbow, and the other one is a large crossbow, and they talk a lot of shit about which weapon JoJo's gonna pick. And, like, to me, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is a pretty common trope. The big one is, it looks like it's the more powerful one, and therefore the better choice, but the small one's clearly the better choice for some other, you know, un- unclear immediately reason. And so I'm like, okay, it's going to be a question of whether or not this is a story where the protagonist sees through that deception and picks the right one or whether they're kind of boneheaded or simple and pick the wrong one. Jojo is um, the latter, so he picks the big crossbow because it's definitely going to be stronger because it's bigger, um, which is, as far as I know, true of crossbows. But the problem is that crossbows are also really hard to load, and this is this is a true to life thing. It's really hard to load a, a crossbow, um, so this is why like crossbows are not just naturally and always perfectly better than like um, archery bows because they're harder to load. So they're stronger and they can shoot for farther, but you have to like put in a lot of work first. And uh, it turns out that crossbows can't be loaded by hand at least not all of them and the one that JoJo's picked up can't be because it's too big but they also state in the narration that even the small one can't be loaded by hand so it doesn't actually matter that they're different sizes and it never comes up again so whatever just a lot of frustrating writing choices in this series but let's keep going
1: yeah so here's the next uh round of dumb that's going to happen so Jojo is thinking that he's in a really good place now. So he gets, uh, he uh, is just kind of riding ahead, and he's just like, "I'm just gonna stay ahead of this guy, and it's gonna be fine." But Wamu is like, "I'm gonna shoot these, this crossbow to feel the wind, and then I'm gonna shoot it again and make it look like I missed." But what it really did was ricocheted this ball that, for some reason, is inside of the fucking crossbow. Yeah, they and they mentioned it
0: off. It, the crossbows are shooting iron balls rather than arrows.
1: Why? No one knows. Anyways, For this so to happen. Yeah. So he ricochets this one off the wall, and he hits Jojo in the back. Jojo falls off of his horse that he was riding, and then we're gonna have another thing where he's just like, "Oh no, he's coming at me!" And so Jojo finally gets the big crossbow to hold the, uh, like get all the way loaded. He shoots that as these, this horse is, like, coming down on him. And then they get into, like, a little fight for a second. And then Wamuu gets hit in the back with this uh, this ball from this gigantic crossbow because he, Jojo did the exact same thing that he did. Uh-huh. How did he not know it was there because he can feel the wind around him? I don't uh-huh. know. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, it also anyways-
0: bursts through Wamuu, even though earlier it didn't even break the skin on Jojo, because specifically they used that move and it took an it took away the inertia it would have needed to break the skin on Jojo and when skin is way tougher he is a supernatural being that is borderline immortal and Jojo's just a dude and yeah it just i I feel bad because I don't I didn't want to beat it up this week because I thought these episodes were pretty decent but as we keep talking about it I'm like over and over again <laughs> Like, the crossbows shoot iron balls for no reason other than that the author decided that he wanted to have them do these fucking shenanigans where the iron balls go around. So it's like, they, the characters just make choices that set up things that the author wants to do. But if you think about them from the standpoint of actual characters, they don't make any fucking sense. And it's really yeah, frustrating. The-, the show has decent action and it's really melodramatic. But if you're okay with that, like... It's a perfectly fine anime, and I even can see why it is such an influential anime, but like, Jesus Christ, the writing isn't good. Like the, like yeah. it's just unequivocally bad writing to set things up for the sake of you wanted to do it and not justify it in the plot, and this show does it constantly.
1: Yeah. All they wanted to do is that they wanted to they wanted to oil the shaft of the big sledgehammer swing. Got it to around, oil the shaft. And then uh and then play with the balls. <laughs>
0: that's god damn it you're so
1: on top of it today oh man anyways this show is is something anyways this uh we're almost done uh, (laughs) this episode is gonna wrap up with uh the the stupidest thing i've 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 seen so far which is that jojo has now had wamu's arms almost come off and he's escaped from him a little bit, and he's like, you got this hole in this chest, you're going to die, you're going to slowly die. And so Wamu shoots his arms, uh, his hands off of his arms to catch uh, Jojo and make it to where Jojo is being Sorry. Like choked to death. That's a
0: little inaccurate. <laughs> he removes his arms and hides them in his body and then shoots them out of the hole in his chest made by the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Sorry that's accurate it's gonna catch jojo and then he's gonna shoot this uh this beam of wind that by the way for some reason keeps wiggling back and forth in midair i'm like
0: that shit is not how wind works you guys it also seems to undercut the assertion that this is a highly pressurized stream of wind but whatever yeah this is wamu's ultimate attack and it's also taking us into episode 23
1: yeah, this episode is called "The Warrior of Wind" and it's not good. Um, anyways, I, I thought it was um, fine. It, so, of course, as soon, stream... as soon
0: as we talk about it, I'm going to find a thousand things to bitch about. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> so this wind horn
1: that he's shooting at, uh, at my JoJo. horn
0: can pierce the sky.
1: <laughs> so he's he shoots it he shoots it at jojo and jojo is like oh no he's going to hit me i can't breathe because his hands are on my neck and then uh, he's like, oh, what I'll do is I'll get out this oil that I have for some inexplicable reason, and then I'm gonna throw that at him, and it's gonna get sucked up inside of his body. He throws it, and Wamuu's like, I'm gonna cut it in half. So he cuts it in half, and it falls on the ground. Then Jojo lights on fire his scarf and throws it into the air. The scarf that like, he got from
0: Caesar as, like, his death gift with oh, all yeah. of his remaining ham on and shit. Like, this felt kinda disrespectful, but whatever.
1: Yeah. So he throws that into the air after lighting it on fire, and uh and Wamu's like, I'm gonna cut that in half too and he's like, What are you so stupid? You're gonna <laughs> throw that fire and that oil at me? That'll never stop me, except for the oil gets sucked up and the fire gets sucked up into Wamu and he just fucking explodes.
0: Yeah, it's- which is kinda cool, but also it's like of all the things to notice and then to not notice, like mm-hmm. your priorities are a little messed up, Wemo. So then they're going to have this weird thing and we we saw this before and i think it was with SEDC actually when they killed him off it like they kind of mourned it a little bit and it was weird and we're going to see that again where like jojo like wemu gets exploded and then his head has been decapitated but since he's basically immortal he's still alive And in fact, Lisa Lisa reminds us that uh, these guys can pull themselves together from almost nothing. So it's important to finish him off. JoJo promptly does not and instead wants to have some um, heartfelt friendship time with this uh, sadistic murderer. So yeah he, so he's
1: he's gonna cut his hand open and he's gonna start feeding his wounds. and then the vampires are like, "Fuck that. Let's attack him." And yeah. then Wamu's like, "No, no, no, and he kills all these vampires around him, and he's like, no, it's no okay.
0: Joseph." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, "No, it's okay. I'll die. This is an okay way to die. I'm sorry, and but then he does.
0: But Wamu protects Jojo by using his disembodied head. And wrapping his hair around parts of the crossbow so that he can pull it back and shoot the ball at the vampires and like kill them, and I it just looks like Squidbillies to me when he does it. And oh. It's just stupid. And then they're like, they "Be prepared, talk- guys! A
1: disembodied head loading a crossbow is not going to be the nearly the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> Wait until we get to the squirrel part, you guys. Ugh. You thought you had seen everything. Prepare." <laughs>
0: that is absolutely true but uh yeah in this in this instance um, they have this whole thing Wemu's basically like stop feeding me your blood to like ease my suffering we're enemies and Jojo brings up the fact that Wemu let Caesar leave behind that scarf for Jojo to find instead of destroying it or whatever and that he did that out of like respect for Caesar as a warrior and so this is that's the same thing that Jojo's doing here and but like JoJo's kind of a dick about it and uh does that thing where he predicts what somebody's gonna say and he it's just weird. And then like Wemu dies and Jojo gets really sad and the narrator's like, their friendship was a complicated one, and I'm like, yeah, they were enemies. That's <laughs> it's yeah, complicated because it wasn't a friendship, and now you're trying to shoehorn it into one so anyways, anyways
1: then we're gonna have uh then we're gonna have a really quick succession of dumb things so cars is going to start the fight with lisa lisa the first thing that he says is that he wants a fair fight and then he starts the fight with lisa lisa um and uh she he like disappears and she pulls off her scarf as he appears behind her and she's like it feels like he's above and below me at the same time and he appears to try to like stab her she flips over his head, reveals her trick that she is using all the time, and she's like, I've got this scarf that's made of these beetles, and it's really good at g- conducting ham on. Why am I telling you this? I have no fucking idea. Oh my Just god, I thought the me. same thing. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's a trick. That's the point of the trick. Anyways, so he, <laughs> ki- she, she, like, kills this thing that's attacked her turns out it wasn't cars but a clone of cars that was a vampire and she was like oh that yeah, was why basically one of his seem- vampire
0: thralls wearing a wig like that's pretty much what yeah. it was
1: <laughs> yeah and she completely fell for it Idiot. oh also Anyways. cars
0: got undressed before this fight like he takes off the almost nothing that he's wearing so that he's wearing um, almost nothing but less than before but also part of what he takes off is, like, his head cowl, and it turns out that he has 1980s hair metal band hair, and it's hysterical.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous is what it is. Yeah, so so long
0: story short, Cars is a son of a bitch. He does not, in fact, honor their agreement, and he just played along to get her guard down so he could stab her through the chest. Uh, And... Basically, it, this makes perfect sense actually. Like, I thought this was a reasonably decent villain moment, even if it was a little circuitous. It's essentially that Cars is like, I want the Redstone of Aja, that's my goal. So, why would I play fair when playing unfair gets me what I want? And that is correct, mm-hmm. and that's pretty basic character writing. So, I have to hand it to him there. Um, I don't know yeah. why he played along up until that point. Um, he also specifically said earlier that he, part of the reason why he would go along with this one-on-one fight was out of respect for SCDC and WAMU because that's how they were, even though he's not that way. And, uh, yeah, here he's like, why the fuck would I do that? Because it's antithetical to my goals. So I see where he's coming from.
1: Yeah. So, um, Lisa is going to be blindsided by killing this wrong thing and stabbed through the chest um by cars um turns she has, out, get though, slashed at
0: least one or two other times before she all the way falls down and she seems yeah. pretty dead but she's not gonna be and there's gonna be a confusing bit of narrative uh, uh, contradiction in a minute that I'll get into
1: yeah so anyways um she seems dead then the Germans arrive uh, as if <laughs> it's not weird enough
0: you um, remember this pre-1940s team of german soldiers who are protagonists
1: oh yeah one of them is also the bionic commando yeah Um, he's been almost
0: completely roboticized after definitely having been killed off and then being revealed not to be dead
1: Yeah, he's been murdered, like, three times, you guys. And that's not even a joke. It's, like, three times. Also, Um, for good measure,
0: we're going to have Speedwagon show up, who, uh, if you don't remember, was from part one as well and has now become an oil magnate, probably due to the power of his own name. Yeah, and also this
1: child that they abducted from the street.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Smokey, who's the, like, 1920s-era black kid from New York who uh, faced police brutality at the beginning of the series... Uh, he's also there, and, like, honestly, there's no fucking reason for either of them to be there. They don't do anything except spectate. And I'm just like, why not bring Eren along while you're at it? Like, let's get all the main characters here, because fuck it. So, that the final conflict doesn't even happen here, so I, whatever. They're here Anyways. for no reason, and the German soldiers have these ridiculous little UV lamp cannons on their shoulders. So they start blasting all the vampires with it. Uh, as, like, Cars is probably... Well, they don't blast cars until later, but uh, yeah, they they start blasting all the vampires, and um, JoJo goes to face off against Cars for turning on Lisa Lisa, and then Cars does this fucking weird thing where he like starts miming playing an instrument using Lisa Lisa's legs, and I don't I don't get it. If you get it, please let me know because I don't fucking get it. I think he's just taunting him, but it's so weird and, like, creepy and, like, sexually not okay, but also just stupid. And yeah. anyway, it's sh- thankfully short-lived because then he, like, pierces a rope through her feet to tie them together and then does, like, a at-the-end-of-Spider-Man thing where he, like, throws her over the ledge to see if Spider-Man will catch her or fight him. And uh, so JoJo catches her. And yeah, the difference being that it's not a choice between saving two people it's uh, it's a choice between making yourself open to attack or not. Uh, yeah. So he does, and now it's episode twenty-four time.
1: Yeah, and so episode twenty-four. If you're wondering if anything's gonna happen, you're you're not right. Really. One thing is going to happen. This episode is episode twenty-four. The ties that bind Jojo. Um, if you're wondering why that name is called that name, number one, we find out that Lisa Lisa is Jojo's mom. Number two, we find out that uh, Jojo is really good at tying things with his feet as a uh, as yeah. a trick, which One I guess we've seen
0: before, technically. So sure,
1: yeah. So he's gonna do some sleight of hand and make uh make cars look the wrong way. Yeah, you know, um, I fucking wish like... this
0: guy was more of like a magician protagonist because he uses magician style redirection as like his main combat technique. And so, like, I wish he was, like, an aspiring magician and did shit with cards or something. I don't know. Because it would yeah. fit. But instead, he's just a street-tough youth who happens to, like, close up magic or something.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so he's going to wrap around Car's leg. And then he's going to, like, trick Cars into falling off at one point. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's he's... one
0: of those traps where, like, if you step in it, it pulls you up. It's kind of done in the yeah. same way except it's like way more elaborate where he somehow in a way that is fully inexplicable ties the rope to Lisa Lisa even though she's over there by cars and he's not and uh, and cars doesn't notice it so somehow he gets a rope tied to her so that when cars severs the rope she does not plunge to her death he also gets that rope tied to himself even even though he forced cars to unwittingly sever it earlier and then the last bit of the trap is that somehow tying these two pieces together is one of those like pull traps that's going to wrap around Cars's leg and use his body to save them. So that all happens, and you just kind of have to accept it, because there is no logical way that this could have happened. Uh, and so basically they get pushed off, and Lisa Lisa and JoJo are both dangling, tied to Cars. who's now kind of stuck down there. And then yeah. JoJo kind of... he does a cool thing where he like uses this moment of advantage to um to attack. But before we go into that, I just wanna point out Cars's confusing methodology here. So Cars hides behind the facade of being honorable and doing a one-on-one fight so that he can trick Lisa Lisa and stab her to death so that he can get the stone. But except he didn't stab her to death because it's later revealed that he specifically avoided her internal organs and that the point of that was to use her as a bargaining chip to get Jojo. But then... Uh... Then his whole game is about, like, killing her, and he sets up this thing where Jojo has to hold onto the rope so like to keep Lisa Lisa from falling. But then when Jojo doesn't just die immediately, he gets pissed and is like, why are you playing these games? And I'm like, you set them up. You could have killed her and you didn't so that you could set up this game that you're now mad you're playing? Like, he's just all over the place, and, like... He also is kind of undercutting that whole thing from a minute ago where all he wanted was the red stone, which I think he has at this point. But he's still sitting here fucking around with these people instead of going and finishing what he started. So anyway, Jojo attacks him and it hurts real bad. Uh, It's actually a pretty devastating attack. And if this were the last episode, it would have finished him off and I would have totally bought it.
1: Yeah. Um, but instead, he's going to fall to the ground and the Germans are going to try to shine a UV lamp onto him. But right as they're doing that, he's going to turn around, show that he has the mask and the redstone of Asia. As soon as the light hits the redstone of Asia, it turns cars into the perfect being, a yeah. man of all superpowers. That we're gonna see in episode 25, the birth of a super being. Yeah, What's his we... power? You saying to yourself, <laughs> oh, first and foremost, his most powerful of powers, he will see a squirrel, and then his hand will turn into a squirrel, and then that squirrel will run over to the other squirrel, and they'll be like, oh, they're friends. And then and that then squirrel Smokey's will murder gonna be the like, other that's kind of
0: cute. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then it uh, anyway, so then the squirrel attacks them like the bunny from Monty Python and the Holy Grail and kills like straight up only two people before going back to become a hand once again. And yeah. it doesn't even kill two people cuz one of them Stroheim and he's still alive. He's visibly hurt, yeah. but he's alive. And, uh, it just killed one of his German soldiers, but if it killed the other ones, it was, it did it off screen. And, uh, then it goes and turns into a, uh, what looks like a pitcher plant and then into a beautiful flower and then back into a hand. And so sure. that's what happened.
1: There's a a part where it turns into a butterfly for some reason. Yeah. It's dumb. It's like, are we doing
0: imagery or are you just going to turn back into a hand and then not happen again?
1: Yeah. And then he's just like, Oh, Oh, I've become the ultimate being. I have the power to turn into anything. My hand is a butterfly now. Ooh. All I can think about is this John Mulaney joke where he's just like, He's like, we've got this little dog, and I'm becoming the king of the house, and I have to eat before my dog so that she knows I'm the king of the house. But (laughs) it's only it's only good to do it when it's uh, good for the time of a dog to eat, and it's like kneel before me, (laughs) ha ha ha! I will eat at four thirty before you, dog. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah he talks about like pantomiming eating so they can trick the dog into eating its own dinner
1: oh my god it, it's yeah. great
0: listen to john you guys he's on netflix it's so good anyways it, i
1: just fucking i i hate cars so much and i yeah. hate the way they deal with him here Ramu's the best okay. of
0: the three for sure and he like he was much more interesting and cars is just mm-hmm. all over the place
1: yeah so here's what's gonna happen in this episode next JoJo is going to do that thing where he runs away. Cars is going to turn into a weird wing and thing and chase after him. Yeah, And he's going to fly after
0: him. They're going to talk Smokey, about... Smokey,
1: for some reason, is running the same speed as JoJo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just hanging with him. Which we also... We skipped over this, but we have... We've learned that Lisa Lisa is JoJo's uh, mother. But we also specifically learned in a flashback that took up about half of the last episode uh Why Jojo didn't know this, and it uh, it amounts to one of the vampires that Dio made in part one escaped and lived a life as a human, so that he could take revenge on Jojo's progeny. So he killed Jojo's pa- Jojo's dad, who didn't have any ham on training. Jojo's mom, who is Lisa Lisa, whose real name is Elizabeth had him on training so she went to avenge him but everybody thought this dude was a person so they just thought that she had killed him and burned the body so she becomes a, a murderer in the eyes of the state and a fugitive and that's why she ran and they decided at Arenas behest not to tell jojo and instead to tell him that his parents were dead i guess because it would be easier and so that's why he didn't know anyway now they're running away and jojo he brought He's he's shown to be a coward but not actually a coward several times. And throughout the series, he runs when he is sort of building up to revealing his big bad plan. It's kind of funny, and um, he always is doing it secretly to buy time to formulate a plan or to to draw the enemy away from other people who he wants to protect. That's what he's doing this time. And then somehow he gets a plane in the air in the span of about 35 seconds.
1: How did Uh, he do that? I yeah. wonder the whole time how did he outrun a guy that's flying number one, number two. How did he get this plane? Number three. Who put the plane there? Uh, number yeah, four. I think it's how the Germans did he got take there, up- but it's
0: not explained. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but how did he take off that plane within the, such a little amount of time? He must have been doing something with, like, Von Strockheim, because we're going to find out in a minute that Von Strockheim is also on the plane. But anyways, he's going to try to outrace this guy that's flying behind him, because they're going to dogfight well, for a second, and then he realizes yeah, they're gonna, he, he can't they're kind of shoot down this they to have this stupid fucking
0: dogfight, where he tries to shoot him and it doesn't work. Or the first time, they just, like, they circle past each other two or three times, and I'm like, how has the plane not already been torn apart by cars? Like cars seems perfectly content to just fly by this dude, uh, and JoJo seems perfectly content to definitely not be able to ram him in the air. Uh, JoJo finally tries to shoot him, and so cars, so cars' ability. They're going to explain it, and they're going to be like, I don't know where they got this information, but somehow the characters know that by becoming the perfect being, cars has unlocked four powers, and three of them are the same but worded differently. And the first one is he's immortal. The second one is he doesn't age. The third one is he'll never die. Those are all the three the same power, but they're three different powers. So keep it keep it in track. You guys write it in your notebooks. And then the fourth power is the only one that's an actual power. And that is that he has the ability to do anything that any creature of Earth can do, but better. So... Okay.
1: And so he's going to make these, these, uh, none of those powers were
0: generate squirrels out of your hand. So I don't know where the fuck that one came from. I just,
1: I have so many questions about so many things. I know. So he's going to shoot out these feathers and the feathers are going to turn into shields and then these shields are going to protect him. Like an armadillo
0: specifically. I like, like I love the idea of somebody who like does animal powers. Like that's cool. And they don't dig into it almost at all.
1: Yeah, so instead of doing that at all, uh Jojo's just gonna fly away from Cars. Cars is gonna chase after, and then there's but this whole thing where he's just not like, and t- uh, not
0: before those armadillo armadillo feathers smash out the window in his plane, and oh, then he promptly yeah! goes above the clouds, and it's never brought up again. Like the window that's off screen is broken, he should be suffocating yeah. to death, yeah. or Anyways. or not able to fly, or both don't worry about that
1: because we're going to continue moving on as if this isn't happening uh-huh. until he finds a
0: volcano. And then this is Jojo's just like, bizarre adventure oh. where the plot's made up and nothing matters.
1: Yeah. So he's going to be like, Oh, there's a volcano over there. I, maybe I can ram this plane into cars and throw them into the volcano, but there's piranhas on the plane. Yeah, because okay, I liked the, this the
0: part. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, "Well, how the fuck did this happen?" But the explanation I actually did enjoy, and the explanation is that the the armadillo feathers that the that car shot into him earlier, it turns out he can transfigure them from afar. So he turns them into demonic piranhas, and one of them turns into a giant octopus tentacles that like fuck up the propellers of the plane. And it, it's a little stupid. It, it like when it when piranhas started raining on him from the ceiling, I was like, "Oh fuck this!" But then when they explained it, I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. I'm into it." So okay.
1: so now he's gonna run this plane into cars. Somehow he hits cars with the plane. Yeah, because cars it's
0: real stupid. Cars isn't um, content, I guess, to let the plane go down without coming to gloat in front of his face. And then mm. Jojo hits him. Oh, actually, I know how he tricks him because he does the parachute thing. He throws a dummy out on the parachute. Oh yeah, I and Cars about goes that. to kill the parachute guy, but it's actually just a dummy. And then. Jojo's somehow managed to maneuver the plane behind him and smashes into him. And then cars is like, well, fuck you. I'm not going down with this plane. Uh, Did we mention the volcano yet? The whole plan. Yeah,
1: I mentioned the volcano. He's going to run the plane into the volcano and Jojo's that's going to kill cars. The the Mm -hmm. idea
0: is that there's magma is like the, the most like devastating highest energy substance on earth. And so like, even though, uh, even though Cars is nominally supposed to be the strong, you know, stronger than any source of power on Earth, the magma should be able to take him down. So he rams him. Cars is like, "Well, fuck you! I'm just gonna unram myself." Did you think I would just sit here and wait for you to kill me? Which I also was wondering. And then, uh, big surprise! Somehow Von Stroheim has gotten there in time in what looks to be a blimp. So I, I don't know. I th- just, i, I just, don't know how he traveled there because i'm pretty just, sure the plane that jojo hijacked was the plane they got there in and I even just, though jojo told them where he was going there hasn't been enough time for them to organize and get there but he's there anyway but only von stroheim nobody else came so von stroheim okay. shoots off his metal arm to trap cars onto the front of the plane which then smashes into the Mac the mat. lava
1: and I and by some crazy happenstance, Jojo and Von Stroheim
0: are going to be able to jump out and roll across the ground just yeah, in it's time cost, the plane to hit the magma. It's going to cost Stroheim his legs, but it's okay, because they're both alive.
1: Yeah, anyways, so Cars is not being killed by this magma, by the way. We're in episode 26. Oh mercifully yeah. the last one. It's called the Ascendant <laughs> one. Um and Cars is gonna try to fight it back against this magma by turning into like a crab, and then he's gonna it's like, like the magma's cut too through. hot. Yeah, and then he's gonna like cut through some rock to try to get Jojo. Um he like cuts JoJo's hands off and he's
0: he's <laughs> like, I've survived, now I'm blonde. Yeah, he turns blonde for no reason. And also, like he, so he's going to explain to us how he survived the magma because it sure looked like he died. It looked like he was being burned up by the magma, and melting away. Then he creates a crab shell around him, which then catches on fire, and then he is completely subsumed in the magma. And then he cuts through the rock and also severs uh, JoJo's right hand, and or maybe it's a left. I don't know. One of his hands is severed, and uh, and he's going to reveal to us how he survived, and it was basically like he created a crab shell, but that wasn't strong enough because it was still organic or whatever, or living tissue. So then he created a foam shell around him, and that insulated him from the heat just enough that he was able to survive and burrow into the rock and then shoot out and chop off Jojo's hand. And just fucking... Just let this be over. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, so what's gonna happen
1: is that Jojo... Is gonna try to fight Hamon towards Cars. Cars is gonna shoot back the Hamon onto JoJo, who's gonna ex- absorb the power into the red stone. Then we're gonna have some backstory that doesn't make any sense about these weird people from the
0: past that were yeah, Pillarmen. Ba- basically, Cars being a dick in the past. Yeah, the Pillarmen <laughs> used to be a society of like humans like nigh-invincible beings and because they were nigh-invincible nobody fucked with them some human societies worshipped them but they basically just lived in peace because they had no need for war because they were super powerful and they also didn't need to procreate very often but sometimes they did and one time they birthed a total fucking asshole named cars who decided that the nigh-immortality that he had wasn't enough so he created this vampire mask which doesn't fix the immortality thing, but he created it for that purpose. And like they needed the redstone of Aja and they never address how or why that's relevant at all, yep. ever. And if
1: you're wondering what plot holes they're gonna leave open, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, and so basically what we learn is that Cars is from the race that created the stone mask, and in fact is the person responsible for the stone mask. Uh and he did it in an attempt to reach this immortality that he has reached now using the stone mask, but also requiring another element that they don't address. Uh, it's kind of interesting backstory and it comes at a weird place and, uh, isn't necessary. So, uh, what's, what is important is that the, so Jojo unconsciously put up the red stone of Aja to intercept, um, cars attack. And cars specifically said that he had like, hundreds of times more ham power than jojo does and so the red stone of aja is kind of like a ham catalyst so it absorbs the entire attack and then because it has so much power in it it causes the volcano to burst and erupt but only on the spot where they are so it like literally erupts this the like circle of rock that they're standing on up into the sky and it not just into Strachan sky, behind. into into fucking space. Yeah, they but get not, shot into space. Well, it doesn't because the stone and JoJo don't go into space. They are fine. They go up, I guess, into like the stratosphere or whatever. I don't know scientifically where that is exactly or what it is, but they go up high enough that. Cars is able to be knocked into space. And what's weird is, like, I don't know if I missed it because I was taking notes or something, but it doesn't seem like JoJo does it. It seems like Cars just goes away. So, like, what JoJo does do is he somehow, probably through the use of Hammon, but they don't explain it, commands his severed hand to grasp Cars as Cars is gloating about how he's just going to grow wings again and fly away. The hand grasps him, and because of this, Car's concentration is shaken enough that he is able to be pelted by debris flying up around them and off of this stone slab that they're on, and that debris seems to be what knocks him off of the slab and into space, but that doesn't make any sense because it it just kind of like tiny little pebbles that sort of gently pelt him. And so I would assume it had to have been a hit from JoJo, but I don't remember seeing one. And I looked away for a split second, so maybe I missed it. But it seems like Cars flies off mostly due to happenstance. If I'm wondering
1: if they're going to leave the door open for this, uh, he's going to try to escape from space (laughs) but freeze there. Um, so he's just going to be hanging around in space and Jojo is, they
0: don't leave the door open because the narrator specifically is like, he tries to, he tries to take himself back to earth and doesn't work. He starts freezing and the narrator goes, and that's where he was. And he just floated around for eternity and he wasn't able to die because he was immortal, but he was also partially fossilized. So he just had to wish that he was dead forever. And that's what Mm -hmm. happened to cars
1: yeah anyways Uh yeah. jojo is declared dead uh he's Smuky not he is gonna grow up <laughs> and uh uh well anyways they're gonna have a funeral by the way um they're gonna be like oh no jojo's dead and then jojo shows up at his funeral as yeah if, he like,
0: unwittingly crashes his own funeral and it it's supposed to be uh, hold funny, on. but it's not
1: yes because who the fuck just walks in on funerals like he yeah. does that. There, is he uh, like Will Farrell's character from The Wedding Crashers? Like
0: he's he's Will Ferrell. This is what he's yeah. doing. He's like he's such an ass and like like he's crashing his own oh my funeral God. and they are appalled. He was- because he's crashing his own funeral but even if it weren't his funeral like he doesn't show up at a place that he was told to go to and not know what's going on he reveals that he specifically knew that a funeral was taking place and he shows up in his fucking street clothes and like literally announces himself by playing peekaboo with his grandmother who thinks he's dead
1: yeah
0: he's yeah, an asshole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh Alexis. so we're going to we're going to find out this. We're going to find out that it's been two weeks, which is a long time for a funeral, but I guess it doesn't matter if there's no body. So it's been two weeks since Jojo disappeared and was declared dead, um, which is specifically noted as the beginning of 1939. It's February 29th, 1939. So they're in the first quarter. And uh, Jojo, in the in the meantime, he crashed down in this the ocean near Italy, was rescued, and was nursed back to health by Suzy Q, who is a side character that he was sexually aggressive towards a few episodes ago. And, yeah. uh, she nurses him back to health and marries him. And, uh, we're going to get a little bit of, uh, we're going to find out basically that they didn't know that Jojo was alive because Susie Q forgot to telegraph them.
1: She yeah. said that she it's would so do it, stupid. but
0: she forgot. She seems so like stupid. an idiot. And, yep. uh, well, it's, I guess good. played for yeah. laughs and it's not funny. So yep. the narrator's going to do a little where are they now uh, with the characters. We're basically going to find out that Jojo and Susie Q are fine. Uh, Erina and Speedwagon will live out the rest of their days and eventually die at really specific and from really specific causes. Uh, the thing that I thought was really cool was that Smokey, his, whose last name is Brown, Smokey Brown uh, ends up becoming elected the first African-American mayor of his home state of Georgia which I thought was pretty sweet. And then immediately after we find out that news, we find out news about Stroheim and the narrator specifically notes that he died as a proud German soldier on the front lines in 1943, which was really awkward because we all knew that they were Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) This guy specifically being like, he's a protagonist in the story and they're making it like this heroic sacrifice that he died on the front lines in 1943 in world war ii as a german nazi soldier like i'm sorry he can be a protagonist in the story but by that point he's lost his moral up high ground
1: so so just just so you know everybody a a brief a brief thing about this though um japan and uh germany were on the same side in world war ii um so there is this american but this is being written by a japanese man um so there is the possibility that they could have thought that this was kind of like you know there were allies at the time in this war that yeah that's the only way i can see it nuclear bombs okay. were being dropped yeah huh? <laughs> that's thought the only enough. thing that i could i could put my my feelers around that i could feel like it's not that weird that
0: he said that but yeah he, it's weird and i, I Anyways, a little I've heard a little bit about the Japanese culture and, like, their attitudes towards World War II, and from what I remember, their attitude is essentially that, like, it's something that they don't like to talk. It's kind of like Americans' attitudes towards slavery. It's something that we acknowledge, but we traditionally don't talk about it in many details, and we like to avoid the subject when we can. Yeah. Uh, It's similar. Um, So that's, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't claim to know
1: a ton about like, you know, Japanese history and especially how they feel about World War 2, but I do know that they were allies with Germany in World War 2. So like yeah. that's the only thing that I can think to like whitewash away this this weird part of the very end of the show. But the next things that were are going to happen are happening in pretty quick succession. We find that Jojo had a kid That kid grew up and had a kid. That kid uh, is now in the 80s and has moved to Japan and has a Walkman. Um, And also, there's going to be a
0: spooky... You're, like, mixing a couple of different things up.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What am I missing?
0: We see the older dude, the older Jojo, like, Jojo from Part 2 has grown up and become an old man, and he has a Walkman, and...
1: Wait, that's what I'm getting mixed up?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, like, he's he has this like bit where he is pissed off about Japan because his kid moved there. So part three is going to take place in Japan. We're also going to get a shot of the part three protagonist who does not have a walkman, um, in jail, apparently. And we're going to see that Dio's coffin has been fished up from the water and they're about to open it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who the antagonist is for part three. Uh, (laughs) and then it ends on this like kind of, Cute note. Um where like Jojo presses play on his Walkman and it goes to the credits. We're also gonna see that Jojo departs for Japan. Well, presumably for Japan. He gets on a plane and flies away after talking a lot about Japan. Um so they're they're doing a lot of setup for part three, which is cool. I'm man. Part two wasn't better than part one. Maybe a little bit. I thought I think part two, I think part one started so well and then it just shit the bed and i think that part 2 it maintained a fairly consistent level of ridiculousness throughout and it had enough cool moments that i'm willing to look the other way i don't know that i would ever want to rewatch this uh i don't know that i would say it's good necessarily but i do understand that it's important so like i don't think i could recommend jojo's bizarre adventure to anyone but the most excited anime fan it's Mm. it is all of the melodrama of anime taken to the extreme feel free to disagree with us on this but i'm pretty staunch about this that it is poorly written like the story like from a from a technical writing standpoint the narrator or sorry the the writer continually sets things up that he then himself undercuts almost immediately or seems to forget about like it's just it's really inconsistent writing and that is bad writing uh it's not intentional uh, it's just he's doing what he wants to do and uh he just says things are true because he wants things to be dramatic and it's frustrating but the show's not shit it's enjoyable even if a lot of the enjoyment is sort of b-movie ridiculousness um but yeah the melodrama the inconsistency and in the characterization the ridiculousness of it all it's going to turn off all but the most excited anime fans in my opinion um and i don't think that part two was a vast improvement on part one in that however it's my understanding that part three is really the shit Like, I don't know how different it's going to be, but I'm pretty sure that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is known because of Part 3. So, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And I guess we'll find out.
1: Let's go ahead and uh, stick around uh, after the credits, and we'll be back with a preview of next week's episode.
0: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. These are level 5 sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at b Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped.
1: If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform.
0: Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped.
1: We're going to go back to Hunter x Hunter, and we're going to take a look. It's in a book. We're going to fight this grandpa.